I bit down on the cork and yeah. Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It's lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 85, titled Affection. Affection is the physical and or verbal expression that one is loved. Like every emotional need, some people need and enjoy it, while others do not. You know what's great about affection? What Tonight's that? podcast is about acceptance. Oh, did I? <laughs> oh, did I not change it? Right. That's my bad, too. I saw an A word, and I just went with it. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. But acceptance is actually being loved even though you have made a mistake. And we will be talking about the clarity of that po- uh, in the podcast this evening. In general, though, this podcast is about the fact that no matter who you are, at some point in time in your life, you'll feel alone. Being alone is as bad as anything gets. If things are great, but you feel alone, they're not as good as they could be. If things are bad and you're alone, well, things just got so much worse. There's a Bible verse called Romans uh, in Romans 12:15 that states, "Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn." That is how you keep people from feeling alone and what this podcast is about. We have shortened up this podcast and the beginning of it is we go over what's good and what's bad and we model just doing that, rejoicing and mourning. Then we will talk about the topic of the day, which is acceptance. And then we do do-betters and can't-do-betters at the end. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is lunchtime in Rome. So yes. Acceptance. 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 I hope you guys aren't mad at me and accept me. I hope you accept my <laughs> mistake as well. Was it right in the phone? It can't be right. No. no nah. I was going to say, it can't be right in the phone. No. Nah. I'm a good reader. Yeah. Um. And visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com, yeah. where you can uh, find us on your favorite podcast app. You can, and You can take the relational needs questionnaire boom, to find out go. if you have a high need for acceptance. That's right, um, which I do, so it'll be relevant to me this week. Um, what number podcast is this? 87. Yeah, so you're going to want to fix that on the outro. That's right. Because it says 85. <laughs> as we go around the table, Chris, we'll start with you. Um, yeah. But as we go around the table, I'll, I'll fix that stuff. So highs and lows of the week. I'm going to start with my It's actually low. what's good and what's bad. Oh. Did we call it highs and lows last week? Yeah. But we're, this is, uh, you know what? Okay. I'm going to start with what's bad. It's also the opening low. to this podcast. <laughs> so my low for this week actually has to do with work. Blah blah. Um, as I've said many times, we are uh, sort of in a, in, in a constant state of flux at at school. With, there actually is no new normal. That's right. It, the new normal is that there. No normal. There is no, no. There's no normal. <laughs> New normal. No normal. Right. Right. Normal. Don't say so. Normal. Just what's been happening lately is um, well. Well, here's an example. Um, we don't have any substitutes, and I'm many? not sure any. Yeah. I mean, we have we have like two that stay in the building. We have building substitutes that are there all the time to help out. So that is good. But when we have more than like two teachers out, then it becomes an issue. 
I don't know if we don't have subs because of COVID and nobody wants to come into the building or if it's just a general problem where there aren't a lot of substitute teachers. But it ends up meaning that there is a lot of running around and covering other teachers. and Yeah. Like all the time. No free periods. Um, yesterday, we had a, a jean day because it was red and blue day to just, you know, just spirit week. I'm never, I'm never, I'm not doing jean day again. Oh. I sweat in my jeans when I'm running up and down the stairs all the time. In case any of you wanted, you know, there's a fact about me that, that, you know. We all wanted to know. <laughs> yeah. I'd much rather wear my polyester dress pants that are nice and cool. So no more jean days for me. Because that was, it was a rough one yesterday. It really was. And really, a lot of days lately have been like just busier than usual. And, and just, you feel a little stretched thin because you're, 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 instead of focusing on your one job, you are, oh, now I got to run over here and do this. And then I got to make sure I go do that. And then, ooh, can I fit in a, a restroom break here? And, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it's just been more hectic than, than even the rest of the school year. So that's sort of a blah. Another example is I have a, a co-worker who, as things change and, you know, we get new initiatives and, and ideas that are coming up that, hey, maybe we should set up Google Classroom and, and this and that. Um, they take a lot of it very seriously and very, like, the minutia of it very seriously of Google Classroom? Uh, it just oh no, just all of it, all of the 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 things we have to to do and be ready for, and um and she and they need somebody to talk to, and that and that's fine. You know, other teachers have been like, oh, they're kind of driving me crazy, and I want to be that person. I want to be that person that's like, yeah, I can I can listen, but it's also very draining, mm. and so there's a million people. I mean, there's it's not just two people, right? Like, you could comfort somebody, turn the corner, and there's another person you need to comfort. Sure. I'm talking about somebody. Oh, specifically. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's all right. Sorry. I apologize. Yeah. But but yes, it could. Yeah. It could be that also. But oh, in it's this, like a never ending. In this case, it's sort of like. Yeah. It's, it's like, a black ooh, hole of. Like, I feel tired <laughs> trying to just, you know, be sure. there to listen and, I'm and sorry. whatnot. So it's just, you know, it's one of those things. On the high end. But wait. So not oh, yeah, only it. is it physically uncomfortable with hot jeans, for lack of a better right, term, right. and the fact that it's everything's changing, you're also not being able to be a, the positive influence you want to be. Yeah. I mean, I'm managing, right? <laughs> to be positive. Somehow, Somehow I'm but it's But it's tiring. <laughs> we'll just put it that way. Right. It's, it's physically and emotionally exhausting. Right. Then again, they pay you. But still... They paid you last year and it wasn't as exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't get a COVID bump. All true. Look, no, I'm not saying I'm going to my boss complaining. I'm just saying it can be emotionally exhausting. Right. Sure. Yeah, that's no good. And it's every day, by the way. Right, right. Yeah, you have to go to work every day. It's true. In fact, we don't have a day off until Thanksgiving because of our late start this year. So, man, we are full on five days a week for like... Almost three straight months, which that's fine. It's work. It's all good, but it is. A lot of people work five days a week, right, but right. still. But it's just different because usually there's, oh, there's an Act 80 day thrown in there. There's a, a parent visitation day thrown in. We're just, it, you know, it mixes it up enough where you get a little break from the the normal. Now, this year, I guess it, I just wish it was more normal, you know. Mm. It's just different. Oh, yeah. But oh, I got to talk about my high real quick. You mean what's good? What's good 
and it makes me high on life. Oh my gosh, I'm going to get it right one of these weeks. I am. <laughs> What's good is Super Monroeville. <laughs> oh, yes. That was absolutely my the high point of my week was Super Monroeville. Now, those of you who don't know, which is probably 99.9999% of potential listeners out there, Jay designed a new disc golf course in Monroeville Park. Now, it's not from scratch. But not it, at all. It, <laughs> but it not is. at all. You just made it sound a lot more impressive than it is. I'm still <laughs> impressed. But he he took the nine-hole course that was there, and he expanded it. He's like, well, how, how about we tee off here, and we throw to this basket, and for this hole, we're going to change this, or we're going to do this. And it was so much fun. We went and tried it out on Sunday, um, and... It was a blast. Not to mention the time of year, which just the leaves were falling and the air felt good, and somehow it's humid. Was yeah, humid. It though. still managed to be humid, but right. um, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I needed it because my arm's been bugging me. And you just, weren't even going to play. Yeah, I was. I was so ready to back out and say, you know what, my arm needs to rest. But I feel like it helped my arm stretch out. I felt better afterward than. Than I had previous, you know, beforehand. Hey, and did you do those stretches that I taught you afterwards? Like I said, I've been doing them religiously. Are you serious? Oh yeah, ah, yeah. What about that? Stretching out the old bicep tendon. Yes, sir. Trying. And it took it from a very not. A, I mean, it wasn't. It was never an easy course. Right. But it's a far different, much more challenging course now. Yes. Right, and it, it was a lot of like it's practically all par three. Sure. So normally and very normally, similar. Right. So this. Provide some variety with some with some tougher, more longer, longer distances. Holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I felt, I felt like a little it. more cerebral going around it. Like, oh, let me think about what, what should you know? What should be the approach I here? Well. Like, I, yeah, I had to completely, and I was playing with some new discs, and and there was that whole thing. But yeah, yeah. it was it was it was great. Is I, my, I love it. Is my good of the week going to be your bad? Because you didn't play well. It could be. Oh, okay. It could be. Um, well, let me go yeah, next. You go. Right. Yeah. Um, so for me, my good and bad is the same, uh, and that's coaching. Ah. So what's bad is we've lost two matches in the last two weeks that we could have won, and in it, we just didn't play well at all. Like, we're not getting much better, which that's one of the things, like, as a coach, you want your team to get better throughout the year. And we've sort of plateaued, and we're not getting much better. Mm. And so, and I, I'm, I've been around long enough that I don't feel insecure about that. Like, oh, people are going to think I'm not a very good coach. Um, it's more like the puzzle that I can't figure out. Um, mm-hmm. And there's more so, to it than what people think. Oh, there's so much more. Actually, right. it was funny. Well, the trainer said to me today, she said, I played high school uh, volleyball at Alderdice, and I never knew how much really went into volleyball before until this year. Mm. And I said, you know, that's amazing because. We're still in the beginner level. Like, I wish I could take this team to where we need to be. And we will because they're so young. We will get there in the next year and the year after that, whatever else. Um, and I said to her how um, I've often wondered if we switched, if I switched, say, with North Allegheny's coach, where they have cuts and they have 35 girls on the team who are all, you know, multiple D1 talent. What would it be like if she came and coached my girls and if I coached there? I said, because... You know, I don't know how to coach that kind of top level. I, I, you know, I don't know that I'd be very good. She goes, "Yeah, I totally get that." And I was like, "You went real quick with that." <laughs> so you're supposed to say, "No, you would be great at that." Absolutely, I but think you would. I would not. I would be okay, but I would. But I really think I would love for some of these coaches who have never developed talent. You know, they they get girls who are as good as my best players as freshmen, 
So they've never had to deal with a girl who just doesn't know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, ask me who's who's working harder. Right. Who's working harder? You are. Okay. <laughs> well, but on the other hand, they have 15 players who are all college material who have to get on the court in six people. And how do you decide who gets to play and what's the best chemistry right. and what's the best matchup and how do you deal with the parents at that level versus the parents at right, this right. level versus uh, grass is not greener, but I think it would be an interesting thing. So the point of the story is it's bad. It's frustrating. We're losing matches. We shouldn't lose, I guess. Um, and I wish we were better. So there's that. But what's good is I haven't lost the team last year. Lost the team. I could have, I could have said anything. I could have stood on my head. I could have lit myself on fire, lit them on fire. Would have not changed a thing. Mm. Um, and it was a bad, 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 three bads environment. This year, you know, today I walked in and I had a sheet on the mental aspect of of competition and sort of a mental checklist and what you can do and how do you prepare yourself and how do you, you know, take ownership of your own confidence and to trust in the process, not in the outcome and or focus on the process, not the outcome, just all these things. And they like listened and then they asked questions and then we moved on from there and then we had practice. And to be very honest, I don't know that we practiced very well after that either, but at least I haven't lost the team. Yeah. And they listen and as individuals, they change. <laughs> um, and they're enjoying themselves. So <laughs> that's a good thing. Well, allow me to lament the, the difficult part of that. And it reminds me of, and I'm, I'm not trying to turn it to me, but I'm just saying I feel like I can relate to, to how you must feel because it reminds me of um, sometimes teaching a, uh, a class. We'll go fifth grade. Fifth grade can be a little bit uh, touch and go sometimes where yeah. you just feel like you've lost them. And mm-hmm. you're like, we're not getting anything done. They're not listening. We're not like this is. It's like this. Just I, I don't even. It's, it's a it's a feeling of frustration and and emptiness. I don't know. Is that frustration? It's yeah. You feel, but the, the I'm with you, and and thank you for being with me. I guess I should say, um, yeah. It's just yeah, frustration. Yeah, I guess for lack of a better term, that's not digging deep. Um. You know, Emily played for me and she said, you know, we got to get our good name back. Um, no, it's a name's about the same as when she played. Um, she was one of my favorite players because I could scream and yell at her all I wanted. And she'd be like, okay. <laughs> was, you know, there's, there's some people that you can like look at wrong and they crumble and die. And other people like Emily, boy, you can, you can do whatever you want. And they, they respond. And um, Emily will be happy to know that nobody is trying. Well, actually, that's not true. Both of my setters still try to tip with the right hand. Um, instead of their left, which is something that, that just Emily and I will share that. But yeah, thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. Uh, we'll get there. It won't be this year per se. We have three matches left. Um, bull next week, two that we got to win because we beat them before. We're better than both those teams. The two matches we lost, eh, I mean, eh, we're sort of better than them. Maybe not kind yeah. of a thing. Whereas these last two matches next week, we're better. Yeah. One of them is against this team called McKeesport. Uh, look out. Yeah. They had to kick off their entire JV. So you might want to look into that for me. They kicked all the girls off the team. I really do not know the details of that. Yeah. I live so. in my own little wow. elementary music. It didn't music filter all its way down to uh, elementary no. music. Uh-uh. Yikes. That's True. that's rough. So. Wow. What's going on with Eric? Man, so I'm going to start off with uh, what's uh, what's bad. Um, and that's... I, I have a lot of friends that are going through it right now. And it's just like, I, I feel burdened. Because mm. they're just... They're going through a lot. And... Uh, of it general it <clears throat> right and i am 
I have said whatever you need, whenever you need it to too many people this week, mm. you know, and I just feel, you know. You're stretched. Uh, yeah. And, and and honestly, they haven't reached out for anything like physically. More burden do anything. Yeah, just just more burden for them and just thinking about them. And, gotcha. You know, and I want them to reach out if they need me. Um, and they have in the past. But it's just like, you know, one friend's dad's in the hospital. Mm. The other person, a lo- another loved one's in the hospital and going through stuff. So um, it's just a lot. And uh, and they, have, they also have other things going on, you know, beyond that. And, um, yeah, it's just. Just it's just tough for them. So you know, my heart goes is it up just to them. pretty much heavy hearted or frustrated that you can't just do heavy more. hearted. And like I can I, I can help them in any way I can, but you know they just have to reach out. But like you know, there's nothing I can do. You know, with the stuff that's going on in their life, it's not like I'm going to fix anything, right? Right. Um, but I can be there for them. As Keep we, from feeling yeah, alone, right? I would um, like to give an example of of good relational. Um, meeting emotional needs sure. and that's that's really that sounds very hard to have you know so many people on your heart and uh you know the the just that that you're feeling for them and that's it's a beautiful thing but it's also a really tough thing yeah and i want to do really poor meeting emotional needs so you're saying <laughs> what the hell's going on they <laughs> i know he's going i know where he's going you're saying my bad is that your bad of the week is other people's bad so it's, true. it's not sound too bad it's true um <laughs> but i will say this so it's kind of so my my what's good for the week is at least you're not those suckers right uh, <laughs> no, no i know what you're good for. Uh, the we week all is. know what is good is. we're sitting at yeah, that's what's right. good this week so we are at mega desk <laughs> <laughs> that's what we gotta call it it's, it's mega more desk. than mega desk though. so if you are watching the uh live stream uh we are sitting at our new recording uh table if you will which Bro. is also part of my desk and this is a studio now yeah. this and is if amazing you're watching you're only seeing a third of it. of it yeah because and i'm not gonna put it on screen right now but like i have like my gaming and fun podcast set up at, at one part of it and then behind me is where i work um mm. so like i have three separate stations basically to do everything that i want and um it's shout a big out you almost it's a, well, big it's a j you. actually it's it very kind honest. Of a j. It is a j it's a j um but huge shout out to hunter mitlow it's uh he custom huntsman projects right huntsman projects um which the, he said this this might be one of his last custom woodworking things because he's moving on because he doesn't have the space to do it really and uh, he had to do this whole thing outside um which wow. was fascinating to me um and he's doing other bigger projects like contracting you know, remodeling yeah. you know basements and things like that uh, money making stuff um so you know proud of him for that but i'm glad i i hit him up when i did because man this thing is legit and i love it already um, I've got some cool lights underneath that make it, you know, look cooler. But you, yeah, you've already put some time into making this. It's a lot better than it was. This is like a home Friday night in or here. This we is a, yeah. This is a, a yeah. The, the the ambient lighting. Yeah, it's cool. And it I'll is. tell you this: I spent so much time. There's, I can't tell you how many wires are underneath there. Like it's unbelievable how many wires. I spent a ton of time. I mounted all my power strips underneath the desk. Yeah, I don't see I have, any wires. Right, and all the wires are up and you can't see it. Everything looks clean. I've always wanted a room like this and, uh, you know, to do gaming and now, you know, doing streaming and stuff on Twitch and everything. And, uh, yeah, it's, it is cool and I love it. 
and I'm so happy to have it. Um, so that is my what's good, and you it's know, what's good. What's good and what's bad, but what's ignored was food. Anything going on food-wise? Ooh, Amy made some some more meatballs that were just really good. <laughs> Amy's I, all about the meatballs. I well, she's been she's been making them the past couple weekends, and I she put breadcrumbs in them. Uh, I think so. You know, yeah, I you think do most people do. Yeah. Um, trying to think if there's anything I ate this week. My mom made this interesting turkey stuffing meatloaf with like a cranberry glaze. Yeah, sounds lovely. And it was good, and we all agreed this was a new recipe that she tried. We all agreed it was a little dry. So turkey's a little dry. <laughs> so if 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 she could make it a little bit more, it was. But it was like that sweet savory. It was good. Um, we have a mega mosquito in here with yeah, the we do. mega desk because I was ventilating this before with the window open, and I got to get it before it before it enters the rest of the house. But it's a big one. Yeah, that's a that's a, a non stinger. Yeah, that, oh, it's a non stinger. That's not going to suck any blood. I don't think I ever knew that. Yeah, yeah the guy could be wrong. I don't know. Wow. Oh, we'll get them eventually. Now, the big ones are male. Little ones are female. You got to watch out for the little ones. All right. Now I know. Sounds a bit uh, misogynistic. So what about food with you guys? Um, Nothing much for me. No. I, I mean, we're still doing our thing. It warms yeah, my heart. Yeah, why you guys do that? Yeah. It's still, I mean, it warms my heart that the kids are cooking, but nothing you know new to talk about. No. Um, I could bring up my pickles. Oh, those were good. <laughs> I uh, made a good batch of pickles. Yeah, those were and fire. so simple to make. So simple to make. Um, but I also uh, I pickled some jalapenos because you know you put them on a burger. I like to put on a burger. I just like pickled jalapenos and yellow mustard. And Sounds Joe good. was saying how when I made it for the nachos at your place, yeah, how those were so hot. You even had one, I think. And yeah, mm-hmm. they're just all the jalapenos. They're just all the jalapenos that aren't that hot whenever I cook with them. But when I pickle them, I don't know. Brings it out. I had one the night. It was like a billion degrees. Wow. It was, a, it, was, it was spicy. But I enjoyed it nonetheless. I accepted the fact that the jalapeno was hot, but the burger was still good. And that is the emotional need that we are talking about this evening. We've been taking, for lack of a better term, deep dives into emotional needs and really breaking them apart. And two weeks ago, Brian even said, are we overthinking this? And the reality is, in fact, we are not. <laughs> Speaking of Brian, he's going to be back next week. Is he? I thought he was gone one more week. Or does he have a week home? I think he has a week home. So I'm excited to have him back. Here and then gone again. I think so. I miss that guy. He's been traveling. I can't wait to have him back. I can't wait for him to see Megadesk. I thought he said Megan, and I didn't know who Megan was. Mega. Megadesk. Megadesk. Not MAGA. Nope. Desk. That's a different podcast. That is. <laughs> But we've been looking at emotional needs and doing a deep dive and trying to figure out exactly what are they, what does it look like, and how do we have it? How can we meet it? How can we survive it if it's somebody else in our world that has just got a huge need for it? And this week, we're looking at acceptance. And acceptance is being loved even though you have made a mistake, even though that you have fallen short in inside a given relationship knowing that everything is okay. So you might even look at it as reassurance, having the need of reassurance yeah, um, is a way of meeting that need, for lack of a better term as well. Um, very often people think it is, and I just want to get this out of the way from the beginning, that it is being accepted into a group or a family or a sense of identity. That is not. 
Who would think that? Many people would think that. Me. Specifically you. Um, even last night. That is the the need for uh, approval or belonging or some call it blessing. But I just like calling it belonging. That's what that is. This is, hey, I've screwed up. Are we still okay? I made a mistake. I'm not who I you thought I was going to be. I, you know, I'm not even what you thought I was going to be. But do you still love me? And that the people that have a high need for that very often were raised in households where there was a very, very high expectation placed upon them. Uh, I had a guy once say to me that he just never had that need met, that you know he knew how important it was to be a Jenkins. And the Jenkins family was super important. But if he got a B, he got grounded for a month, and the B was put on the, on the refrigerator. Oh, the wall of shame. Because Jenkins don't get Bs. Wow. And so he had a very high need for acceptance. Do you still love me even though I got a B? You know, and I know some people listen to this going, bees. Oh, I'd love to get a bee. That'd be great. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, my parents would have been real proud about that. <laughs> you weren't Jenkins. You were Hannah. That's right. Um, but Eric, you have talked about that this is one of your highest yeah. needs. Can you help uh, people who are listening in understand from your perspective the need for acceptance? Well, I mean, mine is more, I think, and, and you can, I, I need to know everything's cool with with everybody. Like, I need to know that. Um, were I think my mic needs bumped up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I just need to know that we're okay. Like we're okay in our relationship. You're okay with me because you know I'm usually pretty okay with everybody else. I just need to know. And it's 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 one of those things where it's like I'll have these thoughts. I'm like, why wouldn't they be okay with me? You know, and that's in your brain though. Right, that's in my brain. Your brain knows it. Right, and but what my heart doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's, it plays tricks on you, you know, and you start thinking about things that aren't true and reading into things, reading into things. And, and that goes down, you know, so many bad avenues. Um, but that's mainly where mine, like where mine rests is like, I need, to, I need to know that we're okay. And, and, um, and everybody else is okay too. Like even like just like I, you know, one of the things I like I ask Amy like, "Are you okay?" You know, like, are we, you know, is everything all right? You know, that that's kind of my constant. Like, need to make sure she's okay. Need to make sure I haven't like I'm meeting her needs. That kind of thing. Um, so that's very much relatable to me. And in that way, your 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 mom was pretty close to you growing up, and you know, I wouldn't say was hyperactive with you but you knew when you did something wrong is oh that a fair yeah. statement oh yeah yeah totally yeah so it wasn't be consistent like, in that regard yeah yeah, yeah totally yeah not, not exactly mommy dearest right but right uh, but you knew when something was wasn't right absolutely right and it comes from that which is interesting because i think with this emotional need compared to a lot of others like for attention you might have not had any attention growing up so you have a high need for it yeah or you might have had a lot of attention i have talked to a lot of people and i also full disclosure haven't done a ton of research on how many people who have a high need for acceptance had absent parents. You know, it's typically with this one, it's somebody had a parent who was always on top and always, you know, Mm. or it can happen a lot with early rejection from friend groups. So it's almost like it's real. It's learned like Uh, acceptance is something I'm supposed to. I will say that that's probably a lot of like bigger where mine came from. Friend group. Yeah. Friend group. So growing up, I had, a friend group. Go ahead. But did you earn your way out of the friend group or are we going back to approval belonging? 
Mm. Say, so did you get kicked out of friend groups because of something you did or just what they chose? Uh, kind of what I did. Oh, all right. <laughs> so <laughs> no, like, I earned that. Yeah, like my thing was like I used to be the the kid that took it too far. And I didn't know when to stop, mm. you know, whether it was with a funny joke or, you know, things like that. And I still like to this day, like I, I'm like, well, did I go too far, you know, with that? Or... Which is funny because, boy, that is not who you are no, in my world. That right. is absolutely, yeah. <laughs> that's mind boggling to think about. Yeah. yeah. That's so much more Amy Davidson. And there was a moment. <laughs> there was Sorry, a, honey. There was a moment where, and I can't even remember what I did, but like I was, I was being dumb on, it was, on, it was on the, the, the school band bus. Um, oh. And I was doing something dumb, and I turned and like I saw one of my friends say like I hate him, I hate him, I can't oh, stand him. Oh no! And like my and this was like a friend from like really, like a real deep friend, like long ki- friend, kindergarten, you know. Ugh. And um, and my heart just like sunk, and then like that just put me into this like, well, what is what do all my friends think of me now? Well, and if your like, best friend thinks that, or long friend thinks right. that, right? And like you know what, like and then I thought like, well, I am annoying. Like there's times where I'm like, I do go far, and you have that like, oh, that was you have those moments where you're laying in bed and you're like, well, that was stupid. Like I don't know why I did that. That was really dumb. Um, and I just that was kind of like a learning moment for me. Like I, and we were still friends after that, but I that that, that really set the 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 mood for. You know, and and then like later on, I started to notice things like they never called me, and you know, to hang out. I always had to reach out to them, you know, to hang out that kind of thing. And like the funny thing is, like I don't have any, um, I don't have any ill, you know, will towards them, or I don't have any bad feelings. You know, it's all like water under the bridge. It was very much a moment of like me growing up and understanding who I am. And then when I learned all this, I was like, there was just this like aha, aha, aha moment, a moment, a moment um, <laughs> of like. Oh, okay. This makes complete sense. And, you know, and I, and I can understand, like, you know, we've had that talk before of like how, like, traditionally before, like, I've been the one upper. So, like, my whole, you know, kid life, I was the one upper. I was like, you know, telling stories. And that wears on folks. And that wears on folks. And I think, like, a lot of that just snowballed and snowballed and, you know, into that moment. And, you know, all like this clarity kind of came over me. And then, you know, eventually, like, I just stopped calling to hang out, and they didn't call me, and, you know, I moved on, and, you know, when Amy and I first got married, we didn't have a lot of friends, and we prayed for friends, and then, you know, lo and behold, we've had the best friends that... Well, that's true. I mean, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I've never had better friends in my life than I do now, and it's completely amazing, but there was that moment, and that's... I think that's where a lot of it stems from, you know? But I want to go to... I want to go back. Go back. Um, because if you think about it, why were you taking things too far? Why were you the one upper? Uh, I was seeking like attention, probably, and you know, and I was. And there's the interference, the sense of belonging. Like I wanted to belong, I wanted to relate, right. and you know, there was that approval part of it, mm-hmm. which is a different podcast. But but that was part of it. I wanted to be part of the group, so I was trying to relate as as I'll say as hard as I could. You know, I'm going to relate to you as much as I can, so that you will love me. You know, that kind of thing. But yeah. But as the silly funny guy or whatever and it Yeah. Yeah. But I want to go back. Oh. <laughs> back, 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 back. Even further, Bill Mazeroski uh was yesterday, uh the anniversary of that. Oh ah, nice. Um All right, yeah. Because Eric Yeah. Back to the need for acceptance and approval not even acceptance, the need like you just said, for approval, that need for attention, you know, the the one up. Part of it can becomes 
I need people to understand who I am. I want them to see who I am because I fear that I'm not. Mm-hmm. I fear that I'm not worthy just in who I am. Right. Now, why is that? Where do you get that fear? Where do you get that? Because it wasn't enough. Because apparently, if I was just being good enough at home, it wasn't enough. So I didn't get that acceptance at home. So I'm trying to earn that. Right. From others. Right. Mm. So even though you were, you know, you're getting cast out because of behavior that was a reaction to your need for acceptance, even as a younger child. Right. Too often we look at what happened at 16, 17, 18, when the reality is that has happened to us. And again, this is not a slam on your mother, your father, right, your uncle, right. your grandfather, anybody. We, you know, we still joke about when we say things to our kids and we go, oh, that's, that's going to be in the letter. <laughs> you know? Right. Well, and, you know, you know, like I'll open up about that. I've talked about that before where, you know, my dad worked out of town. So my mom wasn't a single mom, but during the week. She, sure, she, she, she sure was. She sure was. <laughs> in a lot of ways. And, you know, there, was, there, was pro- there was probably a lot of things that had to be sacrificed. So right. we if, get there, that. if there wasn't a need met for me of like, I want to do this, but, you know, my brother is doing this on the same night and we can't make that work and like that kind of thing. And, you know, the, so there's all kinds of dynamics there that all led up to that moment. And that was just kind of like the cherry on top, you know, that realization kind of thing. And it, it can be very difficult if you have a high need for acceptance and you need that reassurance. You know, Rachel, point proven, raised with no mother and a very absent father, has very little need for acceptance. Yeah. Rachel makes a mistake. She's like, oh, hey, sorry. <laughs> I mean, it could be a huge mistake. And I'm like, you know, if that was me, like, the, the joke I always tell is Rachel could be about to sneeze. She'll wrinkle her nose. And I'm like, are you okay? Something bad? Right. Did I screw up? Right. And then she sneezes. And I'm like, oh, you're just. No. Oh, okay. Are you still okay? <laughs> right. You still confirm. Are you mad that I, are you mad that I thought you were going to sneeze or that I didn't know you were going to sneeze? Yeah. Um, but um, with somebody who has no need for acceptance, it can be very difficult once again, and that happens a lot with emotional needs to deal with somebody who has a high need because they're always saying, "Are we okay? Are we okay? Is everything okay?" And Christina shared that. Yeah. You yeah. Read her response. Absolutely. So um, our friend Christina posted this on the Lunchtime in Rome Facebook page this week. Uh, She said, I can relate to this one. When I feel as if I messed up or hurt someone's feelings, I say sorry a lot. Sometimes I say it too much to the point that it may seem like my sorries are empty and don't mean anything anymore. And see, that breaks my heart in and of itself. Yeah. Because she obviously means it. She means it. She means it so much, she feels like it looks like she doesn't mean it. And it takes the the power away from it when in reality, I'm sure it's more than enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I shared that same post on my personal Facebook page and I had four ladies respond to me uh, saying, yeah, I can identify with this. And they identified with it in the same way, in a similar way, I should say that they have experienced the need for acceptance that they have. The, two of them use the term I've walked on eggshells. Mm. Oh yeah. Around people. Yeah. And they're just, you know, but what's incredible is if you knew these four ladies and they don't think they know, three of them know each, they're all Facebook familiar, I'm sure. Two know each other well. The other two do not want to graduate with. And with that, you know, I just have to say it. If you would say these four ladies have a high need for acceptance, you would be like, you are smoking crack. Yeah. <laughs> like right. these are tough ass chicks right. to be condescending and misogynistic and using poor language. Ah. What I'm saying is these are strong women and these are women not to be trifled with. And if you go, what? There's no way they're worried about the impact Mm -hmm. they have on other people. These are tough ladies. These are strong women. These are opinionated women. 
what I found to be interesting is I, as I looked into it a little bit more in my own mind, two of them have husbands who I would guarantee you meet this need for acceptance. They are unconditional, loving husbands who are there for them all the time. So their needs are being met. Right. So it isn't so obvious that they're not being met. With the other two, uh, they're not, much as I know, married. Uh, I know the one isn't for sure. And I'll bet they haven't had that need met. And so what comes off is the tough exterior that inwardly they're saying, just love me for who I am or stop judging me for what I'm not. Yeah. And outwardly is the brash and the tough Mm. and all that stuff, which is what happens so often when our needs aren't met. Yeah. Is we come across aggressive in ways to have that need met. Like F you, if you're not going to accept me for who I am. Right. When inside you're saying, just accept me. Right. Even though I'm, I am who I am, and doesn't that just go so much toward you know uh, the the importance of communication uh, when you're reaching out to somebody? Because sometimes we can see the the face that somebody puts on and think that that is that's them. They're showing me how, who they are, how yeah. they're feeling, and it could be something totally different happening inside. So that's yeah, watch out for that. <laughs> and I think that goes, like I think there's a lot of people like that where they put on that front. Where you think they're they're strong, yeah, you know, but they're really I hurting mean, inside, and they want to be accepted. And don't we all try? We try to be strong, right? And I'm, I'm sure, sure to various degrees on various days, on different days, and and it just right. So there's there's always um, a mixed bag of emotions happening, and there's always uh, you know ups and downs, highs and lows, if you will. <laughs> you mean what's good and what's bad? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the one. But the key is. And the, the nice thing is if you have somebody in your life who is doing that, it, this is one that it really works if you meet the need before they demonstrate the need for it. So my point is if you've got that person who's always apologizing or always asking, is everything okay? Is everything okay? If you take the initiative to say to them, hey, I just want you to know I'm so happy that you're my son. You're my daughter. You're my husband. You're my wife. You're my whatever. You know what? You've just been doing so great lately and I just appreciate who you are. Like if if you are that person who needs acceptance and you get that proactively, that's like liquid gold. It's just like, you know, the, the best that life has to offer and it costs you nothing. You know, too often with the emotional need of attention or the emotional need of affection, when you don't have a high need for it, but you've got to give it to somebody else, boy, it really costs you. Mm. This is one where if you meet that need for somebody, it's it's a sentence. It's one sentence. I want you to know between you and me, I know you worry a lot. Everything is okay. You know what? Everything's mm. great right now. Yeah. And can I say that that's exactly what I work on in my relationships? I mean, specifically my marriage. Like, because Amy has a high need of acceptance. I do not. And I, I, I'm, you know, I'm the guy who got acceptance and approval backwards. So I thought I needed acceptance, but not... Not so much. Like, I don't worry about that as much. And so, therefore, it's not on my mind. And so, I need to exercise that, you know, um, my my emotional connection to my wife and make sure that I am being there for her. Like, tomorrow, she gets a note that says, I'm so blessed that you're my wife. And you put it in her lunch or whatever else. Makes her day. Right? Absolutely. It was a I, note. Thanks for that idea. I'm going to do it. It's a note. You can't do it now. Do you know what I put in Rachel's lunch <laughs> last week? She won't week? listen to this till after, so it's going to be beautiful. Okay. Oh, you know, your, she, oh, your wife listens. And then she'll listen to it and like, oh, you got the idea from Jay. <laughs> but wait, but that's, that's an important, important um, note to make. Even if it came from me, wouldn't it mean the world to her? Uh, Absolutely. Because yeah. I still went through with it. That's right. Yeah. P- 
people think that if it's somebody else's it. idea, I still, I still hunkered down and put all that effort in. I, and let's be. I love down, you, honey. I bit down on the cork and yeah. <laughs> and the the point is, it costs you next to nothing. Right. And by the way, you have to do it now. Because if she oh. does listen to it and you never put the note in the lunchbox. Oh, 100%. I'm going to forget. <laughs> totally screwed. <laughs> we'll remind you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and just to let you know, here's my world. The other day, just for fun, I put a mousetrap and a battery in Rachel's lunch. Like, not actually in the food, but just in her lunchbox. And she like, not a word. Ah. Not like, why would you do that? Anything else? Nothing. Nothing. Just came back with, there it was, the mousetrap. I mean, it wasn't set. Right. I was just... <laughs> It was when it came back. Yeah. <laughs> but the point is, this is an easy emotional need to meet. Yeah. To just let somebody know it doesn't cost you anything. I mean, think of it. It doesn't take any time. It doesn't take any emotional energy other than to say, I want you to know we're good and, I, and, I, and I'm so grateful for who you are. That's well, music to my ears because I am so lazy. Like, I, I really am. That's and beautiful. that's okay. We're still friends with you anyhow. It doesn't matter because you don't have a need for acceptance. You give her a take or leave us. So that's the key. And if you are on the other end and you do have a high need for acceptance, um, I did. You know, it's one of the things where it's sort of come and gone in my world mm. um, a little bit. But I remember when we were being trained in all this, I said to Rachel one morning, the day we were leaving to come home, I said, I want you to know I feel like I have screwed up. And I know I haven't. And she's like, no, everything's fine. I'm like, I know that. I just need you to know I'm feeling like I've screwed up. So I need you to reassure me throughout the day that everything is okay. And she did. And so even though I had to ask for it, I was saying to her, look, I feel like I've screwed up. I'm positive I haven't. And you're telling me I haven't. But I need you to let me know that I haven't. You really sound like my wife. Well, and let me tell you, she did like three different times. And our, our flight got changed. And it wasn't my fault and it got canceled. But she was like, hey, I just want you to know everything is okay. And I'm like, all right, everything's okay. So on the one hand, if you don't have that need for acceptance, but your other person in your relationship does, meet it. It's easy. You can do it written, verbal, often, rare. It'll mean the world to them. (laughs) But if you are that person, be open, be honest, and be specific. So say to them, hey, listen, it's really important to me that I know that we're okay in this regard. And if you can just let me know that in this way, it'll mean the world to me. Like, we don't hold Christina uh, at fault for being late to the podcast. That's right. You come up to the table anytime you That's want, right. but here she is. We already so, talked about you, though. So uh, hey, Christina. Christina. <laughs> but sometimes uh, we meet needs, and other times we can do better. That's right. And I'm going to preface this by I'm just going to read this article. So these are not my words. I just, uh, want, I just want to say yeah, that. that's present, a strong title presented a, to you without um, without bias, right? Absolute psychopath in a wedding dress brings a pastor and corners her boyfriend in Target, demanding he marry her. I want to stop you and say, do better on a headline. I don't know that that's very concise. (laughs) Right. Go Um, on. And it's it's from Not the Bee, which is a little bit tongue-in-cheek. I think that's the right phrase but it is Um, a true story it is a true story true story um but it is is, it's written very you know loosely and not like editorial Uh, so dude what the heck is wrong with people this psychopath actually brought a minister and a bridesmaid and stomped through target 
with a camera in tow in order to corner her fiance and demand her he her marry her he marry her or they will be breaking up forever. See? Can I just can I be that guy for a minute and say, <laughs> dude, what if I like? What kind of like waiting has she done or hurts has she dealt with that she's like this you're, is the moment and it's it better happen now you're or playing I, like you're kind of playing devil's advocate right right like, you know but oh my goodness we'll come back to that and uh, so but the article does say seems like quite an easy choice like if there was ever a red flag this chick is absolutely off her rocker didn't really say again chick. again this is their words on verbatim me. move to another state and change your identity dude um. No, so, but even still, like, do better. If if that's the case, Chris, then she needs to do better and move on. Right. Right? Like, there's a million do-betters in that. There's got to, there would be red flags on her end, but then this is a huge red flag on his end. And a pastor agreed to yes, do this? Yes, we'll do better. Pa- so I mean, come do on. Be- like, that's there's so crazy. many do-betters. Like, right. This, this story is full of do-betters. I watched the video. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they are. She's not a uh, right. no, say, an insane mind. I will say that. The um in of sane mind. The fiance is a Target employee, by the way. I'm not even sure if the story says that. I wonder what Target Tori would have to say about oh, this. Man. Yeah. So um she, yes, marches into to Target and finds him like stocking a shelf or something. Right. And yeah, the pastor's there. Like and she says she's like, I brought a pastor and and I think he said he's like Hi, how you doing? <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's too normal and, and, and that it's strange. It's so normal that he's just like, Oh, hey, what's up? It's bizarre. It's very bizarre. Very, very bizarre. So do, do better. better everybody in that story. That's a good do better. Dateline. <laughs> wow. He said so himself. Ammon, Idaho. Okay. Ding. With warm weather coming to an end, and that's all that's left of summer are the memories and the fun outdoor videos on your phone. Jeff Roper, no relation to Mr. Roper from Three's Company, introduces us to Rexburg, uh, us to a Rexburg student who took his summer fun to a world record level at 32 miles an hour. Creativity comes easy to Brigham Young University, Idaho, mechanical engineering major Joel Dustin. His backyard water park south of Ammon took Joel and his friends on a crazy ride in a world record attempt. Joel and his friends dug up and laid out a homemade slip and slide in the foothills near his grandparents' home. Whatever his grandparents even knew. Uh, and this is world record attempt. Uh, he's hoping this will be a first. The fastest 100 meter ride on a slip and slide to the Guinness Book of World Records. Clocked out at 10.4 seconds on a two foot trench of dirt painter's tape and a good old-fashioned garden hose to keep things sliding uh so yeah it was over uh, there's a video that will be attached to it it's a pretty intense slide it's a pretty big slide it is it's not like soft (laughs) dirt they're sliding through they're banging like back and forth on the the side almost popped out of there and i was like it was scary meters 100 meters in 10.4 seconds that's a lot it was it was fast and in my mind i'm like i wonder if he had to put soap on it because you know how you always have to put soap on a slip and slide and then it kills the grass or am i the only one or do you guys not love I your... thought soap was good for grass. Are you serious? I thought a little soap mixture. I'm getting into a whole nother... That's another podcast. I don't know. <laughs> it's not a long podcast. Because <laughs> it's like, is soap good for grass? No. A little bit. Just a little in a mixture. Speaking yeah. of the environment... <laughs> <ding>. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is uh, Dateline Philippines. Oh, Millions dang. of plastic bottles will be offset... 
as remote town gets renewable drinking water created from sunlight. How does sunlight create water, you may ask? Well, what they mean, it's a solar-powered filtration system. Just going to ask that. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. And, um, I mean, first of all, it's just amazing technology that, okay, they have this filtration system that is 100% uh, solar-powered. Um, because it, it's in a very remote location um, up in the mountains on one of the islands in the Philippines. And um, so, I mean, that's right there. That's a can't do better as far as tech in, in, in my estimation. But um, also, I just love the, the fact that there's, um, let's see here. It's cool for everybody. Like it's, you know, they're getting yeah. water, you know, and it's good for the environment. It is neat. Absolutely. And the way they like they even um, funded it, they have... No, I appreciate that. I know. <laughs> the, the fact that they funded it through a grant... Um, I'm looking for the name of it, and I'm not going to find it, of the organization. The Midlow Foundation? Oh, that may have been it. <laughs> but... Um, It'll be in the show notes at lunchtimeinrome.com. Oh, I believe it's Conservation International. That's Which is a it. non-profit... Um, organization that helps obviously with worldwide, you know, conservation efforts. So, um, the fact that they're, you know, doing this, um, not, not with taxpayer money, it's all with like donations, nonprofit. Yeah. Um, Private sector. Yeah. And it's, it's working. And I think that's pretty cool. That is Can't pretty do cool. better than that. That's right. And that's how we like to end the show on a high note. Um, so that's it for episode 87. Please make sure to give us a like on social media and at lunchtimeinrome.com while there, take our relational needs questionnaire and give us a good Google review as well. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. See ya. Well, bye. I sweat in my jeans. I'd much rather wear my polyester dress pants. That's not going to suck any blood. You will love me. The the ambient lighting. There was just this like aha moment. Aha moment. Aha moment.